believe it was um, summer. Uh, no, actually, it was like spring of uh, like 2009. I just come off of four days at the Playboy Mansion. That's right. You heard me. Four days at the Playboy Mansion. Uh, big golf tournament. I mean, like this is when Hef, God rest his soul, was was still alive. And uh, he used to actually participate and come to the parties. And we had like a day party one day. And then we had a big party at um, the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood, which is like insane. Um, and then we had a big mansion party. It was a, a pajama party. And I'd gone with a couple of buddies and we went down to the mall and I got everybody matching like velvet. I think they were velvet or suede. Uh, Louis Vuitton loafers. And we had these like slick jammies and just thought we were like the, the shit. And uh, now fast forward, I believe it was Sunday. And I'd met some, some cool people, uh, obviously, over the course of this time. And uh, a couple of them were NFL players. And we were really into this one DJ. His name was DJ Spin at the time and uh, became a friend of his. And I, I ended up calling him like, you need to come out. And I, I flew him out and uh, he, he didn't arrive at the mansion, but I was like, we're going to we're going to keep this party train rolling because uh, that's what you do. Right. After being at the Playboy Mansion for uh, four days. And met a couple of uh, nice ladies. Um, yes, nice ladies. I believe they were working on their PhDs. No, I'm obviously joking. They were uh, aspiring playmates. Actually, a couple of them were playmates. And invited all these people back to my house that I had, which was a big 5,000-square-foot house here in Orange County, California. Um, in my garage, there was a brand-new red uh, Ferrari with the classic tan interior Beautiful, beautiful. Had like, I think it was twenty, like twenty twos in the back and twenties in the front, and black black rims with the red lipstick. I mean, it just was like quintessential Ferrari. It was a three sixty. It was badass um, at the time. They've obviously made different ones. I had a murdered out Range Rover sitting on twenty twos. I mean, it was like a version of uh, MTV Cribs, if any of you guys remember that. And so the, the my garage was all epoxied floors. It was just beautiful. You'd open up the gra garage and you'd see the ass end of that Ferrari. It was like so sexy and that shiny, shiny like silver horse on the back and this blacked out like Range Rover supercharged sport just looking sick. All black, all black interior. Um, we had built this this strip club in our home. It was... I mean, it was like rivaled any club that you've been in. It had a, had a pole with a stage that went to the music. We had club lights set up in there, big 60-inch screen TV, wraparound couch, like blackout curtains. I mean, this place was sick, and it was, it was, it was, on the, it was in the casita, which was the, you could only access it from the garage or from the, around the house, so you didn't even know it was there, so it was super like, discreet. You know? And I'm, I'm single at the time, um, if you couldn't already tell from this. And I remember like just like, man, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. Like, here's this kid from Chino Hills, president of Christians on campus, wore a Jesus shirt, like Jesus Cristo, Jesus shirt, to my my fresh, my first day of my, my sophomore year. 
like the flag or prayer around the flagpole guy, just virgin kid, varsity wrestler, straight A student. Here I am, uh, 20, 28 or 29 at the time. And like, this is what I thought I wanted. This is what I thought I wanted. I wanted, you know, I had the, I had the car, the cars, I had this big house. I had the women, you know, I walk into my, I walk into my house and it's just like, boom, 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 just bumping people everywhere. You know, we had two playmates there, like a Miss July from whatever year and a Miss so-and-so from whatever year I'd met this girl, uh, at the party and I, we kind of took a liking to each other and she was supposed to go home. I literally ripped up her plane tickets. I'm like, I'll fly you first class. I'll get you a private jet, whatever you want. You're coming home. We're going to hang out. I, you know, and I was just like tossing money around. It was just this, like this thing. I just like, just didn't respect it because it was coming so fastly. I mean, six figures a month just hitting my bank account. Wow. 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 And it's like it started to pile up faster than I could do anything with it. And so I'm like, this is awesome. I'm the man. And I walk in. Whoa, boom, 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 boom. I mean, just it probably was more like, rah, rah. I mean, I don't know what that club music is. And I'm like, you know, I've been I've been partying for, you know, four or five days now. It's a Sunday. We'd gone to Javier's, which is like the it restaurant here in in uh in Orange County, and I'm like, I'm Ferrari, my hat on backwards, like my, you know, $1,000 sunglasses, unshaven, $75,000 watch on my wrist, just, wah, this this 20-year-old girl that I met at the Playboy Mansion, wah, zipping up PCH, wah, come to my house, my house is just thumping, there's a, two NFL players, two Playboy playmates, a world-class DJ, like, literally this guy sells out in Buenos Aires and all over the world, 20, 30, 40,000 people come to see this guy. And it's just like, bump, bump, just bumping, just bumping like crazy. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd been drinking and I, I did a bit of extracurricular stuff back in that time. You can go ahead and figure that out on your own. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Um, and so like, you know, just was just in this fucking place where I was just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm the man. Look at me. Look at my life. I mean, it was like a move. It was it was literally, you know, I heard it in my origins podcast, like Wolf of Wall Street, Orange County edition. And um, I remember walking in there and the party's just hopping and there's girls and guys and, you know, celebrities and athletes and all this stuff. And and it's like the pinnacle it's like, this is it, right? This is what life is all about. This is what you see on Instagram. This is what you see on, on Facebook. I don't even think Instagram was even popular back then, but this is like Instagram. This is fucking it. Like this is everything that any, you know, young man or, you know, dreams of, you know, guys want to be me and girls want to be with me. Like, you know, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. And it was crazy, like things just slow down. And it was like, you know, like a scene in a party where like, you're looking around like, and like the character's like almost like hovering, like crouching, crouching tiger, hidden dragon style, like 3D perspective around the party. And I'm like, well, I look in this corner and I see like the DJ, like spinning records. Yeah. And I look over there. Ha, 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 ha. I see girls talking and and I'm like, what the fuck has my life come to? I was so miserable. 
and it like in that one moment, I just realized like, holy shit, like I don't know any of these people, none of them know me, and if my money was removed from this equation that made all of this happen, none of these people, not a fucking single one is in my life. And all of a sudden, like, sniper rifle, focus, and it goes right to my cousin's face. And my cousin is this extremely good-looking man. He lives in Northern California, but he's like, you ever seen the scene in Swingers where he's like, dude, you're like this bear with this, these big claws and the, the women are like bunny in your hands and you just don't know you have these claws and you just want to like, oh, cute, I want to pet them. That's like this kid, like Abercrombie model and but doesn't, like, doesn't know it. And I see him and I'm like, Phew. and he was like this, like there might have been like an aura around him because it was just like this beacon of light and hope but also at the same time, just depression in this, in this moment. Now I'm sure the alcohol and, and some of the other stuff didn't have anything to do with, you know, the, my state of mind at the time, but I was just like, what is going on here? Like none of these people know me. I bet you they don't know my middle name. They don't know the color of my eyes. They don't know anything about me. And I've never felt so alone in a room full of people that were having the time of their lives. Like I did in that moment. And it was, it, was, it was a radically depressing feeling because I had money. I had all the trappings of the world that you thought you would, you would, you would want. Um, I, I've, I've kind of risen to this, this, this status, you know, and I've got these people in my house who you see and you admire and you, you, you want to be like or you, want, you think you want to run in that crowd and I'm finally there. And I'm like thinking back on this kid, you know, that like had just innocence and... and had no attachment or affection to to money and just it was all about experience and feelings and all this kind of stuff and now I'm like suppressing and sedating my feelings and I'm there and I'm like shit and I grabbed a bottle of Chardonnay of all things like it was like chilled and I just grabbed it and it was open and I walk out and I, I'm like drinking out of the bottle like a hobo and I walk around to the side of the house and I like I lean up against the wall and I like just slide all the way down and I just I break down. I'm just like crying. I'm like, no, no. Like, how does this happen? Like what now? Like I'm looking up and I'm yelling like at God. And at the moment, I don't even know if he exists. I'm just like, why, why? And I don't know if I was, I was yelling out loud. Like, I really don't know. I was kind of having this out of body experience. Plus I was, you know, pickled from all the booze at this point. But I remember like my, uh, my, my cousin walks out at this point. I'm like, get everybody the fuck out of my house. I was like, what? I'm like, get them all out. And I'm crying. Tears are streaming down my face. I'm like, I don't want any, any of these people in here. None of these fucking people know me. You're the only one that knows me. You're the only one that cares about me. You're the only one that like, if all this went away, you're the only one that would be here. That's it. That's so sad and it's so depressing. I've never been more financially secure and yet emotionally bankrupt. I was so emotionally bankrupt. It was disgusting. And like I had all these cool things happening, air quotes again. And so we didn't necessarily shut the party down, like just hey, get out of here. Cause I kind of just like sucked it up and, you know, took some deep breaths and I wiped away the tears and I just like, 
and I just went on about my day, but I, I'll never forget that moment. Like the party still went and like, lo and behold, a year later, maybe, uh, you know, things aren't working out so well for me now. And I've made some bad investments and some poor choices. And I look around and guess who's there? Not a goddamn one of them. My cousin was, if I needed him. My true friends were, my family was there. Nobody was around. So why do I tell you this story? Why does it even matter? It matters because most of you think that when you have money, all your problems are going to be solved. Oh, when I get this amount of money, I, this will happen. Oh, if I had this much in the bank, I will truly be happy. If I could buy this, then I would feel this. And I'm here to tell all of you, and I'm sorry, but that's complete and utter bullshit. You will be you, the same problems that you have now, with a few extra dollars in your bank account. That is it. So if you think that this podcast is all about greed and making money, you have obviously not paid attention because that's not what this is about. This is about living a life on purpose for purpose. And with that purpose, will fuel everything, money included, which you can then use to wrap into experiences and more purpose. And so I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but I just want to put things into perspective for you guys. Because I was not a whole person, money just radically exposed that. I mean, it ripped me wide open and exposed how radically insecure and weak I really was at that time. And so it's taken me a long time and it's taken me a, a journey of years to get to the place where I can talk to you honestly about this and go public with this shit. Like, that's not a, necessarily a fun story to tell. That's not a story that I'm extremely proud about, but I tell it to you so you can understand what this is all about. The money will be a measuring stick of the life that you live in power and in purpose. And everything I talked about yesterday in the core four is to put you into that state of power so that you can hit a single every single day. The one caveat to this is that money does matter. It won't buy you happiness, but it does matter. People with money can make an impact. People with money can make a difference. People with money are a little bit less stressed out. So money does matter, but it's not going to define you. It should refine you, but not define you. And so over the next two episodes, we're going to talk about money. I'm going to bring somebody on that will talk about, you know, spreading out your assets and asset allocation and all this kind of stuff and cool things that are happening in the crypto market and everything. But at the end of the day, none of these principles, like, or none of these, these people that are going to come on can help you if you don't work on you first. You know, like this song, the, this week, the songs is money, 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 money. I love that song. I hope you guys don't get sick of me singing it because I got another couple days of this. But if you remember, that song was the song to The Apprentice. And there's two significant points to that. One is the, like, I'm trying to find and help out and, and, and be the mentor, if you will, to these apprentices that are, are listening to this podcast. You know, you may not put yourself in that box, but if you're here and you're learning, you are an apprentice. So I'm not com coming from this power position. It's coming from a place of a skill set that I've learned and that I'm, I'm now giving away. 
And so you you guys are, are essentially apprentices, but there's also a key point there is that Donald Trump was the uh, uh, kind of the, the star of that show. Now, Donald Trump, I'm not going to into a rant about him because that, that's not what I do, but he had a saying that make America great again. And I, I actually did a, a, a little 90 seconds with Nick episodes like, if you want to make America great again, start by making yourself great again. Make yourself great again and America will be great. Focus on you. Focus on how you can make yourself great and everything else will fall into place. And that is what these 90-day challenges are about. It's about making you whole so that when this money does come in, it refines you. It doesn't define you. And if you try to find yourself in money and you try to define yourself with money, you will find a world of misery and, and depression. And how do I know? It's because I did it. I did it. And so the core four is going to put you in power every single day. And you notice that at the end of the core four is the last thing, which is to study and learn how to make more money. But the first thing is weaponizing your body, then weaponizing your mind, and then fueling yourself with purpose, and then going out and making money. That is what the core four is all about. So if you didn't listen to the core four, go back to start on Friday's episode, which is about intention. And then roll in, so episode 21, and then 22, and this is 23. This is a bonus track. I wasn't really planning on doing this until last week, and I said, this message has to get out there, because I have so many people ask me, how do I make more money? How do you make more money? You start with making yourself whole. And when you make yourself whole, you will live an abundant life that spills over into other people's lives, creating value. And when you create value, you create money. And when you have money and you have it filled up with purpose, you can continue to create more value and you'll continue to create more money. So if you think that having more money in your bank account will make you more happy, it won't. It's going to give you more options, more options to have a better vacation or to go on a vacation or do all these different things. And and it's through these options and connection where happiness is found. But money does matter because you need money to make an impact. And I plan on making a lot of money. I have made a lot of money and I've also made a formative impact, not on the world, but in my world. And I can bring people on and they can attest to this. Like, but it wasn't always like that because all I wanted to do was take. And now I want to make, make money for a difference and an impact. So it's about the core four and setting yourself up in power. <sighs> I'm exhausted. Like every time I like, I kind of pour my heart out, like it just, it's like an emptying out. But like now as I've emptied this out, I've made room for more to come in. And that's what this whole process is about is every single day hitting these singles, getting clear on what we want, being radically honest about where we are and just going after it, recalibrating, recalculating and growing and making deposits every single day to the ones we love. So I love all you guys. And this is my deposit for today. Maybe it bears interest. Maybe it bounces off of you. But I know that my job for this day is done. And for that, I am happy. And I am out.